You are now tuned in to the Chaotic Culture Podcast. Please bear with me as I try to record this episode. It's been a rough four months, and I haven't necessarily shared it on this podcast, but I wanted to take the opportunity to share what's been going on with me and why this holiday season is going to be a a little different for me personally. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope that you are having a wonderful holiday season and I do hope that you get to enjoy time with family and friends. I hope that your Christmas is wonderful. I hope that you get all the presents that you want. I hope that you know if you celebrate Hanukkah of course during this time that you are getting the opportunity to celebrate with your friends and family as well. And of course for those who celebrate Kwanzaa after Christmas of course I also wish season's greetings and I pray that the Kwanzaa holiday will be a fruitful one for you. Right now at this very moment I am currently going through a bit of a struggle and that struggle internally is coping with the pain of loss but not just for one person it's for four people and when you are dealing with that kind of thing back to back to back it is really really mentally and spiritually taxing now that's not to say that i don't pray i don't seek therapy because i do it's just it's a rough road and when you're dealing with loss in the family it's going to be rough on all parties involved especially if you loved that family member who is no longer on this earth But in hindsight, I think about all the good moments and good times that I've had with these family members. And I just have to remember that while they are physically not here, spiritually, mentally, they are always with me. It's just been rough, though. And I don't wish this on my worst enemy. Having three family members pass and a mentor pass. In the span of four months, that's not something that I would wish on anybody. I'm surprised that I haven't hit rock bottom yet, emotionally. Have I been in a certain predicament like this before? I mean, yeah, there have been times where I've had family members, multiple family members at that pass away within the same year it's not a good feeling it just really sucks to know how important these family members were so i want to dedicate this episode to my family members who have passed on as well as my mentor who has passed on this will be a very short episode i'm not going to keep you guys long And this will more than likely be a bonus episode for you all. We will, of course, come back and reconvene after the new year. Because as you all know, 
during the Christmas holidays, I do take a break. And rightfully so, because the holidays are a time to spend with family and friends. And during this holiday season, boy, do I need to spend some time with my family. Especially after recent events. Now, I don't like sharing what's been going on within my family. But I do want to take this opportunity to share with you all. What has been going on, if I'm to be frank. Because I think it's important that I speak about it and not just try to hold it in and suffer in silence. Because that is not productive. And it's only going to make things worse. So I won't say particular names. But I will at least acknowledge who these people are in some form or fashion so right after dreamcon for the first time i had a first cousin pass away on my dad's side of the family he was only 39 years old rough very very rough i've never lost a cousin that close to me before You know, throughout my family, you may have had, you know, great uncles or great aunts or second cousins or first cousins once removed or things of that nature pass away. Um, I did have, of course, my paternal grandparents pass away My with my paternal grandfather passing away in 2016 and my grandmother passing away in 2017. And then, of course, I had my maternal grandfather pass away August of 2021. But then to have my first cousin pass away around that same time frame that my granddad passed away two years later, it's not a good feeling. It, it's not a good feeling. When I tell you, I literally fell to my knees, cried, prayed, and cried some more. It was one of the worst feelings that you can ever have especially when it's a passing that you do not expect and happens so suddenly so fast but I took the opportunity of course to connect with my baby cousin to make sure that she was okay and to of course speak with my aunt and uncle and it took a lot of prayer, a lot of prayer for me to be able to you know, pick myself back up and keep moving forward. Now I can talk about my financial struggles and how there just doesn't seem to be a way out between car note, rent, student loans, and credit card debt. It just feels like there's no end. And yes, I do consistently ask for help, but... It's just one of those cycles that I wish I never got involved in. And because once upon a time, the job that I had and have used to be good money. But the way that things are now with inflation the way that it is, groceries costing more, it's rough. It's very rough. But that is not, of course, the main issue to my woes. And so, 
November rolls around, right before Thanksgiving, I get the message that, of course, one of my, uh, by technicality, first cousin once removed, but one of my aunts was, of course, she's a can- she was a cancer survivor, but she was fighting cancer again and that she was not doing well. And it did not seem like it was going to be long before she passed. And I hated hearing those words. But I knew that she was battling the disease for such a long time. And so I just prayed that the suffering would stop in one form or fashion. And me being the Christian that I am, I know that when you pray that specific prayer, sometimes it doesn't get answered the way that you want. When you ask that that person be healed, sometimes God will tell you, well, I'll heal her. But it's it's really difficult to talk about situations like that. And I don't want to put any emphasis on that part because my aunt was a very, very phenomenal woman. She was an excellent educator. One of the best educators in South Carolina and one of the best cooks that you would ever run into. It's still painful to talk about it, but at the same time, I'm using this to express how I've been feeling and what I've been dealing with. But that very same day that I got the news that she wasn't doing well. I got the news that one of my mentors had passed away from a heart attack. Now, this mentor, of course, was an Eagle Scout, very much so like I am. And he was the first Eagle Scout of our church. He was also a frat brother. So hearing that, I literally had to walk outside of my job. And just sit there and just and cry because, again, unexpected. Crazy. Life is such a crazy thing. Life is such a trip. Because the next hour, much less the next second, is never guaranteed. And I do apologize that, again, this episode seems a little morbid. But, again, this is kind of what I've been dealing with. And I wanted to express to you all that because I've been dealing with this is why, you know, episodes are not coming out as fast as they usually would. You know, last year when I had that anxiety attack, I said I would start slowing down as on how many episodes I try to crank out per season. Now, as I was getting ready to pick up the pace again, these events happen and it's like, ugh. Man, you know, when it comes to podcasting, the train has to keep going one way or the other. And I didn't want it to stop. And I wanted to maintain consistency. But still, I'm only human and things in life happen. And I have to be able to sit down and recognize when these things happen and how it affects me. So that way I can address it properly and heal properly. Well, 
not too long, of course, after I got the message of my mentor passing, you know, was when I got the news that my aunt had also passed as well after a long, hard battle with cancer. So now my first cousin has passed away unexpectedly. My first cousin once removed slash my aunt passed away. And I'm dealing with a mentor who passed away. And then December rolls around three days before my what would have been my grandfather's 100th birthday. My grandma passes away. And so all four of my grandparents are with the Lord right now. Twenty twenty three has literally kicked my behind up and down this year. From struggling with finances to struggling with job to having family members pass away to being I'm trying to put this into words. It's it's really been an emotional roller coaster. Having to go through all of these stages having to see family members fight to to experiencing loss to experiencing heartbreak in more than one way and to realize the struggle that you're going through it has really been a rough year now i'm not the kind of person who's going to go out and say yo 2024 new year new me but I am going to use 2024 as a reset, a chance for me to look at all that I've accomplished and continue moving forward. I'm using 2024 as the opportunity to look at myself and ask myself what that next step is for me and how I can elevate to the next level. From both a professional standpoint and with the podcast. I'm also going to use 2024 as a way for me to be my best self and just enjoy life as it is because you only get one. And unfortunately, I had two people in my life who passed away before they ever got to see the age of 50. One before he even got to see the age of 40. And so, with me being 32, going on 33, knowing that I have to take my health into account, especially as... A black male, knowing the history of diseases within the black community, I'm using 2024 as that next step as far as my health journey as well. Now, I've been working out nearly diligently all year in 2023. There were times where I would take breaks and it would be a little inconsistent, but I can say, especially during the summer it's been non-stop going to work out at least three times a week 
Sometimes I can push it to four. But in most cases, three times a week, just keeping my body active. I'm definitely less tired throughout the day and have more energy. And then there are times throughout the workday that, yeah, things get a little slow, so you get a little bored. And, of course, you know, exhaustion comes upon you, especially when you've been working hard. But still, I I think that I've done a good job as far as my health routine in 2023. But I know that I can take that next step into 2024. So there are going to be some changes that I make regarding my diet as well as well as increasing workout plans and changing up some workout plans that are better suited for me but so far i've been doing a good job on that so i just have to continue being consistent and continue to be health conscious on what i eat and where i eat and ultimately just continue to buy foods that are going to be healthy for me Unfortunately, I live across the street from Whole Foods, so even though it's healthy, it's expensive as all hell, and we all know that is purposely designed like that. Healthy foods are more expensive for some strange reason, but it is what it is. I've definitely incorporated more fruits into my diet. I'm eating more berries. More oranges. I've always been an oranges and apples kind of guy. So, of course, I've been doing that. I really do not like melons, but I've been forcing myself to eat them. Eating a melon is not easy. And I'm not talking about watermelon. I'm talking like regular ass melons and cantaloupe. Like, those are by far the worst fruits. I cannot stand the taste of melons, but I try to eat them anyway. I've been... I've been slacking off on my bananas, but I can only eat, like, bananas every so often just because I just don't, I can't stomach them for some strange reason, but yeah. But that has what, that is what I've been doing. So, when it comes to my health, of course, I have a plan that I'm going to implement, and then for my professional journey i'm definitely going to take some steps now i'll reveal those steps later but i've got a plan that i want to execute and so i'm going to do my damnedest to execute that plan and then of course for the podcast i have a plan for that too and we definitely gonna elevate and i'm gonna make sure that this platform gets elevated but as you can see Season 5, especially the start of Season 5, has not gone the way that I wanted because of these issues, of course, that happen from a personal standpoint and in my personal life. Now, life happens and things happen, so I can only go at the pace that I set for myself. And I know that there are times where I have to slow down because, again, life happened. But I'm not going to let it stop me. You know, am I going to grind as hard as I did? If it means putting my body and my health in jeopardy, of course not. But I am still going to continue to work towards that goal. So, I hope that you will stay along for the journey with me. 
I hope that you will continue to listen and tune in and watch. Speaking of which, the podcast is now going to be available on YouTube and YouTube Music. So if you use the app, please be sure that you go to Chaotic Culture Podcast. Use that search bar. Be sure that you subscribe. Hit that notification bell. We are on YouTube now. We are on YouTube now. In part because I realized that Google Podcasts is also going to be phasing out. So I used this opportunity to say, let me go ahead and jump on YouTube and find out how I can get the podcast on there. And I was able to get it on there. Now, all the episodes are not uploaded just yet. And then, you know, YouTube has some strict copyright laws. So some of the episodes that I have where we're playing other artists' music, even if it's just for a minute and 30 seconds, of course, it is blocked in certain countries because it got slapped with that copyright. Which is why I only try to hold it for like a small clip, but it is what it is. Still, we are on YouTube Music, guys. And so please be sure that you check us out. And then I promise you I'm going to upload the videos on YouTube as well. Because I know that y'all have been asking for that video podcast. And if you're not a Patreon subscriber, of course you're going to be asking for it. But if you subscribe to that Patreon, you'll see it beforehand. And you get a chance to watch all of our episodes be recorded live and in person. But, I mean, that's just me. Shameless plug out there. Please be sure that you subscribe to the Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash chaoticculturepod. Now, of course, some things have happened within the news media that that I need to address real quick. So, of course, you got the issue with Jonathan Majors, who was found guilty of two of the four charges that he was charged with. The ones that he was not found guilty of, of course, were the ones that were with intent. That was, uh, I believe it was third degree assault with intent to harm and aggravated harassment. Those charges were dropped. Because the jury could not find any intent during that situation with him and his ex. However, he was still found guilty of assault. And was still found guilty of harassment. And even though they are lesser charges. Still. Now, whether you can really determine intent or not. I leave that up for you to decide. What's really important is how we look at Jonathan Majors as a person. Now, I tried to stay away from this because I wanted to make sure that the courts played out and that the the trial played out so that way we could hear more about what's been going on. But if you saw those texts that he sent to her, Jonathan Majors has I don't want to even call it an ego. There is a a serious issue and a serious problem. I don't want to say that it's narcissism. Or if there's some kind of God complex. Or some sort of guilt complex. Because he was using a lot of those texts to guilt trip his ex into not saying anything about their previous episodes regarding abuse and assault. I will say that that is very toxic and that is something that is still prevalent in our community today amongst black men. And that is something that we really have to get away from. 
Like, seriously. I'm not going to sit here and defend Jonathan Majors for anything that he's done. And whether you want to proclaim that, oh, the system did him wrong and that the system was designed to essentially make arresting black men or charging black men easier, I I leave that up for y'all to have that discourse because we've had this discourse before on this podcast. In Jonathan Major's case, though, maybe in that particular case, it's like, okay, I see that he was trying to get away from the situation, but the history leading up to that situation is not a good look for him at all. It really paints him as an abuser and an assaulter. And for those who have experienced domestic violence and domestic abuse, the text messages that he sent to her are damning. Like, it is absolutely crazy. And of course, I'm not going to read it on here, but that really just goes to show you that you really don't know who these people are. And so we really do not need to be glorifying these celebrities and these stars out here because we don't know their personal life. And we don't know the kind of people that they are until they reveal it to us. And it's such a shame because a lot of us were really cheering for Jonathan Majors to be this successful black male in Hollywood. But unfortunately, he made some very, very poor decisions. And with that, of course, Marvel has now officially cut ties with him. I believe his management company has cut ties with him. Anything revolving his acting career, at least for now, it's over. Will he be able to bounce back? Who knows? A lot of people were using Robert Downey Jr. as an example of bounce back. But here's the problem. Robert Downey Jr. was a problem unto himself. Anything that Ro- that RDJ did was, inf- was self-harmful, was self-inflicted. He did not in any way inflict harm on others. And that's where we have to draw the line. Please, please, black men, please men in general, if you listen to me, just don't put your hands on these women unless you seriously feel that your life is in danger. And I mean that, like, if she's got a gun pointed at your head or a knife and she's getting ready to stab you, that's one thing. Self-defense by all means, but when it comes to relationships, when it comes to consent, Please, just keep your hands to yourself, man. Please, that's, it is so, so simple. And please, 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 I'm begging you, please stop using suicide as a crutch to keep these people drawn into your life. Because if you read those text messages, this man literally said, If you leave or if you tell, I think I'm going to kill myself. And that is 
such a terrible thing to do, especially when you have many, many people out there who have these suicidal thoughts because they feel like it's the only answer to them. Whereas with this situation, you're using it as a crutch to keep that woman within your grasp. I'm trying to be I'm trying to be clean this episode, guys, so I do apologize if I'm not cussing as much. I'm just trying to paint a picture here that what Jonathan Majors did was absolutely abhorrent. It was disgusting. And buddy's just gotta have to pay the price. You know, I don't wanna wish any ill will on any black man, but when you do wrong, you do wrong. So it is what it is. I do hope that he gets the help that he needs. I hope that he's able to redeem himself eventually. But at this point, I can't expect everyone to sit here and turn a blind eye to what he did. Because what he did was terrible. And unfortunately, it is still prevalent in our communities, especially the African-American community. So with that in mind, guys, don't be like Jonathan Majors out here. Treat your woman with respect. Keep your hands to yourself. And more importantly, consent, consent, consent. And on top of that, just stop. Just stop. It makes no sense. To participate in domestic violence or domestic abuse. It's really sickening. But let me get off my high horse and let me move on. Last thing that I just wanted to point out that happened within the community. And not just within the black community, but just within the United States, of course. The Colorado Supreme Court has officially removed Donald Trump from the ballot now of course he has appealed to the u.s supreme court and he's trying to appeal saying that this is un-american and and shit like that excuse me and i said i said a that's word anyway but with that in mind colorado used the section three of the 14th amendment which if you haven't read it, I'd recommend that you do. We, as African Americans, have an issue with both the 13th and the 14th Amendment as is. Because we feel that it does not equate to the equality and justice that we've been seeking. However, that Section 3 was crafted because of the Civil War. And if you've never read Section 3 of the 14th amendment then i have no problem reading it out to you and why djt was charged because it regards engaging in insurrection or rebellion it does not say that you have to be convicted of it as long as you engage keyword So I'm if I can pull it up. It says no person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of president and vice president or hold any office 
keyword, any office, civil or military, under the United States or under any state who, having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States or as a member of any state legislator or as an executive or judicial officer of any state to support the Constitution of the United States, shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. Keywords. But Congress may, by a vote of two-thirds of each house, remove such disability. And Colorado based their, their constitution, their state constitution, to be able to remove presidential or federal. What, what am I trying to say? So Con Colorado's state constitution allows for them to prosecute anyone running for a federal office. Or I won't even say prosecute. They are allowed to take the trial or sue any person who is running for a federal office who has engaged in, a, in an insurrection or a rebellion under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. So pretty much Colorado has the state law where they can say, hey, look, we can remove anyone running for a federal office from our ballots based off of this section of the 14th Amendment of the United States. Because that is our state law. We can do that. Now, whether other states decide to do that is up to them. If they don't have a clause for it, cool. If you got if if in your state you have to go straight to the Supreme Court uh, of the United States to do that, then fine. But for us, we can sue and we can determine whether he can be on our ballot or not because it's within our state laws. So it'll be interesting to see what happens when this gets taken up to the Supreme Court of the United States. We already know how we feel about the U.S. Supreme Court with all those damn conservative justices over there that were packed in by Republicans and what that would really mean. Now, if they decide to kick it back to the state and uphold the state's ruling, that is going to be a damning precedent for these other states to be like, you know what, if Colorado can do it, so can we. And that is going to be interesting in itself, but we'll see what happens. The reason I say that it's important that I share that information with you is just because we have too many people on here that are quick to think that they know about the Constitution and that they've read the Constitution or understand it. Now, me, just from my basic understanding basic understanding of constitutional law based on the classes that I've taken on it, you know, the lawyers and, of course, the state Supreme Court who made the ruling were within their means because a lot of people on Twitter were saying, well, he wasn't convicted of being an insurrectionist or, or being a part of a rebellion. Whereas in the Section 3, it didn't say that you had to be convicted. It just means that you had to engage. And for all practical purposes, uh, DJT not only engaged, but also aided and abetted the enemies thereof. I mean, I'm just saying. I don't really like talking about the other guy on this or DJT on this. I, I'm going to get off of this real soon. I just wanted to be sure that I share that with you because when it comes to 
you know, living within the United States, I just recommend that everybody at least read, read all of the amendments, read the sections and understand what they mean. Because if all you know is the first and second amendment, wink, wink, nudge, nudge to that other party, you're not going, you really don't know how this country operates or how it should. And so when you complain about it being a deep state or, you know, it's not fair and whatnot, I just look at you and like, have y'all read any amendment outside of the first and second? Because if you have not, then you don't know how this country is run. You really don't know any of the laws. And it just shows that you just want your guy to win, which I believe there was a quote by Teddy Roosevelt. And I can't believe I'm quoting Teddy Roosevelt. That just says that your absolute support of a president, whether right, right or wrong, is real. That's really unconstitutional. And I'm paraphrasing here, but he's saying that it's not it's not patriotic for you to support any president, right or wrong, whether they're guilty or not. Fealty to a president, fealty to one person, and not submission under the Constitution goes against everything that the United States is supposed to stand for. Key word. But, again, let me get off my high horse. So, with that, ladies and gentlemen, this episode ended up being much longer than I thought. I thought that I was only going to be here for like maybe 15, 20 minutes, and I've hold you closer to 40. But, uh, again, I do hope that you enjoy your Christmas holiday. I do hope that you get a chance to enjoy the time with family and friends. Most importantly, eat good food, play some games, don't hold grudges with your family. Whatever grudges that you may have, just squash it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it because you don't know what may happen to that person. And now, honestly, if that family member did something like extremely dirty to you to the point where they have scarred you or traumatized you I'm not saying that you have to forgive them do with that what you will but if it's for something petty if it's something not worth arguing over or not worth fighting over just squash the beef squash it forgive each other love each other If it's not causing you any direct harm, let it go. I can't speak on anything that or anyone that may have caused you significant harm. But for any petty differences that you may have, it's not worth fighting over. I do hope that you enjoy your Christmas holiday. We've got some great things coming up within the next year. Please be sure that you stay tuned. And I do hope that you all have a wonderful Christmas season. There was one thing that I wanted to mention before I got up out of here. Oh, one one last thing before I get up out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, any state that is below the Mason-Dixie line is the South. Please stop having these think pieces on what you think the South is. If you think the South is just four states being Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, and Louisiana, stop. Stop, please. I understand the hate for Florida. Trust me, Florida's weird. 
But in your mind, if you think that Virginia's not the South, that Tennessee ain't the South, that North Carolina's not the South, that South Carolina's not the South, that Texas is not the South, oh gosh, come on now. Now, yes, if you want to make the argument that they're not the deep South, that's something. That's that's a cultural thing. But let's stop there because y'all clearly didn't finish school or y'all weren't paying attention in geography class. Anything past anything below that Mason Dixon line, that is the South. Richmond was literally the capital of the Confederacy. It is the South. South Carolina was the first state to succeed from the Union. They are the South. Let's stop this argument, guys. I don't see so many think pieces on what people think the South is or how what they feel the South is based on their own cultural experiences. Stop putting cultural experience of a particular state into a box. The South is not a monolith. One culture just can't be the South and then everybody else is not. That's not how this shit works. Excuse my language. That is not how this works. The South is culturally diverse. There are subsets of the South. There are subsets of different cultures within the South. I wish y'all would internalize that. Please stop the think pieces on Twitter, y'all. Please. Because y'all sound dumb as hell right now. Talking about some, oh, we only consider these four states the South. Man, get out of here with that nonsense, yo. Please. Just because y'all feel like, oh, this this the dirty South. Like, y'all ain't the, the real South. Shut up. Y'all sound stupid. Anything below the Mason-Dixie line is the South. Again, you have different regions and subsets of the South. And maybe you can include those four as the deep South if you want to go that far. But stop putting culture in a box and stop pretending like it's some sort of monolith yo because the south ain't just one particular culture there are multiple cultures within southern culture i'm just gonna leave that alone i just wanted to leave y'all on a light note because it seemed like today we were just talking about some morbid ish so again be sure that you like share and subscribe to the chaotic culture podcast please be sure that you follow us on Facebook at Chaotic Culture Podcast. Please be sure that you also follow us on Twitter at Chaotic underscore Culture and follow us on Instagram at Chaotic Culture Pod. Please be sure that you subscribe to the Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Chaotic Culture Pod. You can join at any of the four levels, whether it be two, three $3, $5, $7, $10, it don't matter. We still appreciate your support. You can follow me, Ked the Pro, that's K3D the Pro. Oh, goodness gracious that I butchered that. You can follow me, Ked the Pro, that's K3D the Pro, on all social media. You can follow Steve at ScubaSteve1428 on all social media. You can follow Jay at JayLeeTrey on all social media. You can follow Miss Nasa at underscore call me Nasa on all social media. You can follow Miss Sappy on all social media at Scraps14. And you can follow Law at L.JR underscore 96 on Instagram and Law96 underscore on X slash Twitter. This has been another edition of the Chaotic Culture Podcast. Until next time, folks, remember, embrace the culture, chaos rules, be blessed, be safe, have a wonderful Christmas holiday, God is love, two up, two down.
It's the KKP on your mother flipping airways. Hear the name ringing through the halls and the stairways. You were listening to a bar that can segue. All the latest toppers guaranteed to fill your headspace. It's a safe place to voice your opinion. Say what you feel just like you're a kid again. Kid to pro and friends, black as obsidian. Chaotic culture, that's the world we living in. So what's the word?